0: Welcome to the True North Collective podcast. True North metaphorically means your true center. If you follow Christ, then your True North is the direction that leads you to the heart of God. This podcast is about navigating through youth ministry, culture, parenting, dating, marriage, and all that life has to offer. Navigating through those topics in the direction that lands at the heart of God. And now for your host of True North. What up everybody? Hey, you know what this week is? It is Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving week. So what does that mean? That means you're about to throw down on some Beans, creams, cream, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb,, raw beans, creams, potatoes, tomatoes, chicken. Turkey, you need- Unless you're going to your in-laws, then you know you may not throw down on some food. Hey, no shade, no shade. Just saying still. Um, hopefully you get to eat uh, At the end of the day Hopefully you get to eat But still be thankful Be grateful um, for having air in your lungs Having a roof over your head um, Vehicle to drive People that love you People that know of you People that help you Family I mean like there's Be thankful Hey mm, I, I feel it ah, Yes ah. Be thankful that God Stepped out of heaven put flesh and bones on, came to earth, lived the same life that we live, paid our debt of sin, paid it by putting himself on a cross, dying, and three days later, rising above that debt, rising above the sin, rising out of the grave and now sit in heaven and praise and intercedes for you and I daily. All right. He doesn't he doesn't take vacations off. He don't take holidays off. He doesn't sleep, you know, for an hour or a little 15 minute power nap. No, the Bible says that he intercedes for you daily. So. Alright, this episode, let's get straight to it, because guess what, we got a holiday this weekend, so I don't want to take up too much of your time, so forget about the irrelevant news, forget about the music recommendations, forget about the show recommendations, and trust me, I've been watching shows, and I've been listening to music, I want to recommend so many things to you, but I want to get straight to the chase, alright, I want to get straight to the point, alright, think about it, nobody goes to a steakhouse for a salad, you go for the steak, man. All right, you go for the steak. So let me give you a meat sandwich. So I want to talk about some of the best advice I have received um, in the last, probably I'll say in the last three months. Yeah, last three months. And I pray that this resonates with you. So let's go. All right, number one, whatever the devil has to do to get your pit stop to become your final destination, he will do it. Right out the gate. That's right. I'm not taking it easy. We're not walking into this thing just straight kicking the door down. So I'm going to say that again. Point number one, whatever the devil has to do to make your pit stop your final destination, he will do that. All right. So, Lindsay, what do you mean by that? I mean, listen, life causes us to to I mean, if you've ever traveled on a road trip before, you know, you get off, you take a pit stop, whether you got to get gas or check the engine, check the oil levels or check the tire pressure or go to the restroom or you need an energy drink or coffee or time to eat or change diapers or take the dog out or you need to stretch your legs or you need to make a phone call, whatever it is. All right. Life causes us to make pit stops on a road trip. All right. Same with just living, just being a a a a husband or a wife or a an employee or uh, an employer or a minister or whatever whatever you whatever you do. Life causes you to have to take a pit stop some some shape, form, or fashion. Life will cause you to have to take a pit stop. All right and there's nothing wrong with taking pit stops. Here's where, here's where we get in error, all right, when that pit stop becomes our final destination, when something that is, that was supposed to be temporary becomes permanent, and it derails us from our purpose, all right, whatever, whatever could cause that whatever price has to be paid in order for you to go from temporary to permanent and never operate and fulfill your purpose, the devil will pay that. He will pay that all day. Not only uh, will he pay the amount, whoever he's got to use to make it happen, he'll use, all right? So don't, so when, so when you, re- so listen, recognize when life is causing you to have to take a pit stop and make sure it's only temporary. Make sure it's only temporary. If that means you got to pray and fast while you are on, at this pit stop, obviously I'm metaphorically talking, then do it. Why? Because your purpose is so much greater. Whew. All right, point number two. All right, check this out. Sports analogy I pray you get it. More fouls occur in the fourth quarter of a game versus any other time. Because fouls, dirty shots, offensive remarks are proof that you're playing the game of life the right way. So in a basketball game, never fails. The fourth quarter, that is where you see the most fouls being played. Two reasons. One, or most fouls being committed. Two reasons. One, because the game is almost over, so the opposing team is doing, their, I mean, they're they are doing anything and everything they got to do in order to trip up the home team or the, the team that's in the lead. So, if life—if you are constantly being fouled, if you are constantly um, having to having to disregard offensive remarks, if you are constantly uh, people are constantly firing shots at you—that should probably tell you two things. One, you're on the right path. Actually, three things. One, you're on the right path. Two, you are in the lead, even if it doesn't feel like it. You are in the lead. You are winning. And number three, that season is almost done. Woo! Mm. Number three, comparison is the enemy to self worth. Say that again. Comparison is the enemy to self worth. Listen, I can attest to this personally. Anytime I, anytime my insecurities are running rampant in my mind, most of the time it's because I've compared myself to somebody else, somebody else's walk with the Lord, somebody else's business, somebody else's life, somebody else's marriage, somebody else's kids, like all that. Like for the last like week and a half, I've like, I don't, it obviously was the devil, but like I would go on Facebook and look up people that I went to high school with, people that I went to elementary school with, and then I would just like troll their, uh I would do a deep dive on their profile just to see what they're doing and, and what their life looks like. And instantly, like if it if it was better than mine, bruh. The, the destruction that I would bring upon my heart and my mind was unreal. And listen, I ain't seen that. I, I'm thinking of one individual, obviously I'm not gonna name her out. Um, but I, I would literally I was like I was like, well, Lindsay, you're not doing it like this person, this person, look at this person. They they, they got this, they got this kind of career. They're living, in, they're living in the city you wanted to live in. They're living, which by the way, Nashville is the greatest city in the world. All right, just saying. All right, shout out to Nashville, Tennessee. Woo. All right, but like instantly I started to destroy myself on the inside and I started to doubt and I started to question my value. In fact, I didn't even question my value. I had already threw assumptions and judgments uh, uh, out saying that my value, my stock had decreased. What I brought to the table was, well, it was decreasing. All because I was looking at somebody else's life. All because I was looking at somebody else's, uh, you know, what they were posting on social media, which we'll say that was 3A. 3B Everything that you see on social media had to go through a filter first. Mm. You know, people, sometimes people will post stuff and they're like, hashtag no filter lies. Okay. Because you selected the photo that you wanted us to see. So you selected the best photo in order for you to say hashtag no filter. Right. So what you see on Instagram, what you see on Facebook is not all of the story. Okay. It's not all of the story. Point number four, comparison is the enemy to creativity. Comparison is the enemy to creativity. All right. It's hard to create when you're constantly looking at somebody else. One of my favorite things about Steve Jobs, I remember watching in his documentary, like, and Steve Jobs was a rough, rough character. But I remember him saying this quote to his team when they were like, well, Microsoft is building it this way. He's like, I'm not asking you to build it like Microsoft. I'm asking you to build it different. Because at that point, they were struggling to be different than somebody that they was constantly focusing on. They were struggling to be different. They were struggling to be creative because they were focusing on somebody else's product. All right, not saying that you should turn a blind eye, but at the same time, like, If you want to be innovative, if you want to be creative, if you want to do something different, uh, you got to quit focusing on everybody else. In fact, true creativity comes from the greatest creator. And the only way you can tap into what he says is by focusing on him and blocking all other noise out. Point number five. Decide the type of man or woman you want to be financially, emotionally, physically, and mentally, and spiritually 10 years from now. And then with the Lord's help right now, make a list of steps to accomplish those things. There we go. I'm going to say that again. Point number five. Decide the type of man or woman you want to be financially, emotionally, physically, mentally, and spiritually 10 years from now. Decide that. Write it down. Write it down, what, you, what 10 years from now, what you want your finances to look like, what you want your emotions to look like, what do you want uh, physically to look like, spiritually to look like, mental health. What do you want those things to look like 10 years from now? Watch this. And then with the Lord's help, right now, make a list of steps that will carry you to that destination. This is something I'm currently working on. The Lord like, told me this two weeks ago at midnight. He's like, Lindsay, where do you want to be 10 years from now? Emotionally, where do you want to be 10 years from now? Physically, where do you want to be 10 years? Well, he actually didn't ask me physically because, trust me, like physically I could answer that. Like, God, 10 years, here's what I want to be 10 years from now, physically. This, this is where I want to live. He didn't ask me that. He's like, where do you want to be emotionally, financially, spiritually, mentally, I'm asking you that. I'm I'm not only asking, I'm telling you to be like, listen, 10 years from now, this, and, 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 and here's the other thing. We'll say that's 5A, so we'll say this is 5B. Make sure that those destinations, those things that you write on your paper or dry erase board or wherever, make sure they line up with where God wants you to be 10 years from now. Understand this, if, if you are walking in the opposite direction of God, you are operating in ungodlike activity. Ungodliness is the opposite of God. Just as simple as that. So if you are trekking on this path that is the opposite of God's will for your life, you're walking in an ungodly path. Tough cookie to swallow, but trust me, if you can, if you can adjust right now, then you won't crash and burn in your future. Now in the notes, I'm going to say that again. If you can adjust course right now, if you can adjust course right now, you won't crash and burn in your future. So I told this uh, I told this next point to um the worship team that um I have the opportunity I get the opportunity to lead um every Sunday morning but I I I recorded a voice note and I sent it out to the worship team cuz I heard one of my favorite worship leaders say this and uh and so immediately I, I in fact uh when I heard him say this like 20 minutes later I turned everything off closed uh, my office door locked it and I just spent um, as much time as I could in the presence of God before I had to, you know, continue working and do other activities and go pick up my wife and kids. So with that being said, here's point number six, and that is if you bleed it, then people will believe it. If you bleed it, then people will believe it. So for me as a worship leader, it's not enough for me to to direct the congregation um, into the presence of God or or say lift your hands or sing with all of your heart it's um, that's that's no i shouldn't do that as a worship leader if i bleed it then they'll believe it so as a worship leader i'm to i'm to lead them with what with the overflow from my private life from my private time with God you know, I, I've been saying this for years, and that is as a leader, whether it's a worship leader, um, business owner, uh, manager, parent, um, head of household, whatever. If you're in any point uh, or position of leadership, which all of us are because you because there are people that are younger than you that look up to you just solely off of your age, the fact that you are older than them. So every person is in a is they have a degree of leadership they are in a position of leadership so everyone is in a position of leadership just because of their age because if you are listen because because of your age there are people that look up to you solely because you are older than them all right doesn't matter what you bring to the table just the fact that if you know people that are younger than you that is proof that at some point in their life they will look to you as a leader in some Shape, form, or fashion. All right. So therefore, this applies to everyone. You cannot lead. You cannot take people to a place that you have never been. All right. I can't. I I can't lead you to Arizona on a trip to Arizona. I can't lead you there. But I can lead you on a road trip to Nashville, or Memphis, or Jackson, Tennessee. I could definitely lead you on a road trip to Lexington, Tennessee. Shout out Lexington. Why? Because I've been there. I've lived there. Lexington, not Nashville or Memphis. I've I've, I've been there. I know I've been there before, so therefore I can lead you how to get there. So as leaders, we can't expect people to follow us to a place that we've never been. Therefore, we need to make sure we are going to those places in our private time. If you're a minister or a worship leader, in order to lead the congregation to where God is wanting them to go, you got to make sure that you went there first. As a business owner, in order to lead the business to success, you got to make sure in your private time, you putting in the work as a head of household. If you want that household to be in line, you got to make sure in your private time, you're Adjusting the course of your ship, mm. whatever you do, whatever shape form or fashion of leadership that you that you serve in, make sure that your private time because honestly you can you will always lead from the overflow of your private time. You'll always lead from the overflow of your private time, so therefore, if you don't have any hours clocked in in your private time, when it comes time to lead, you won't have anything to give. And you will waste people's time. Last point, and then I have a, a question i want to leave you. This point in context, I asked my mentor um, a couple months ago because I was really struggling with, um, I was just really struggling with commitment. And I, and I asked him, and I, and I give you the same encouragement or the same advice. If you are, if you struggle with something or do not know the answer to something, obviously pray and ask God for it. But then also, if there are people that you know that are doing, are, are doing the very thing that you, you're like, man, I don't know how I could do that. Call them up, text them, say, hey, I want to talk to you about a couple things. You got some time. And then you, you straight out, ask them, don't, don't shoot the breeze. Don't small talk it, but like, listen, this is why I called. How are you doing that? How are you doing X, Y, and Z? Cause I want to, but here's my hesitations on it. All right. And that's what I did with my mentor. I was like, listen, you were able to do X, Y, Z. I need to currently be doing X, Y, and Z. Here's my hesitations. How do I overcome that? Here's what he told me. He said, and I tell you this. So here's the last point which is, hold yourself to a higher level of excellence than what's asked of you or what's expected of you or what's required of you by those that are above you. I'm gonna say that again. Hold yourself to a higher level of excellence than what's asked of you, expected of you, or required of you by those that are above you. I wanna leave you with this question from the famous James Clear. What is one repeating problem you can automate or eliminate today? I like that. I'm about to, as soon as I hit stop on this, I'm about to make a list and then uh, pick out a problem out of that that I could automate or eliminate today. So I'm gonna say that question one more time. What is a problem? Is one repeating problem you can automate or eliminate today? Listen, thanks for giving me your time. I hope and pray that not only did these things, uh, I hope and pray that the things that have resonated and been spoken towards me over the last three months, I pray that they uh, that they resonate uh, with you. All right. Have a blessed Thanksgiving. Remember, make sure that not only do you enjoy the food and the fellowship, but make sure you are enjoying the presence of God as well. Be blessed. Be back later. Thank you so much for tuning in to True North. We hope you'll join us again next time.